As I'm so fond of talking about, the food scene here in Prague has changed drastically in the last few years. Of course, much of the food and service industry has been impacted, often negatively, by the COVID-19 pandemic. However, not everybody has found it to be a bucket full of tears. Some people have managed to open up new eating establishments and are in the process of creating a thriving business here in the Czech capital. To talk about that today, I am here with Gianluca Pini, a native of Italy who is co-owner of Cohotec, a most unusual chicken restaurant in Prague to Vinohrady. Hello, sir. Hello, Derek. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to this podcast, and if you like what we do, you can donate via our Buy Me a Coffee page, and you can see some yum-yum pictures of some of the food and other things talked about in here on our YouTube channel in the video version of this episode. A city is much more than just a collection of buildings. It's a location, it's a history, it's a culture, it's ideas and ideals, and a city is also, most importantly, the people in it. This is Prague Times, the podcast that takes a look at the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. With more than a thousand years of history, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the past of Prague, but we'll also talk about the city as it is today, future plans for the city, and much more. It's Prague then, Prague now, and Prague later. And this is Prague Times. So, Gianluca, your place, Cohotec, makes chicken, but it makes cockerel, which is quite unusual. Usually people just eat the girl. <laughs> uh, why that? What's up with that? It seems like an unusual thing to be doing. Well, um, in Italy, it's uh, more than 30 years that cockerels like, are on the plate and like on the market, on the Italian market. And it's interesting because like, it's not about the, the sex of the chicken, but it's about the age. Because like uh, our cockerels, they have uh, more or less 30 days of life. This uh, is um, changing a lot how you have to feed it. So there are like really different things like how to breed a chicken that he has like to live for 70 days or a cockerel that he has to live 30 days. Mm. For example, like the first one that I have in my mind is about the vaccine, mm. which like we are proud to say is like the cockerel itself like is 100% bio because it doesn't need like any vaccine. And uh, who's your supplier? Are they local? Are you having these uh, chickens uh, brought in from Italy? Do they fall from the sky? What? <laughs> we, are, we are importing them from Italy because uh, we've been trying for more than a year going like uh, pharma to pharma here in, in Czech Republic, but without success. And so uh, we got the contact as everyone else in Italy from like the, the, the best pharma uh, that they are producing these cockerels and like we are buying from them. Okay, so I've had this cockerel, and um, I gotta say it's damn delicious. Is it a traditional recipe that you're doing, or like, is it? Did you cobble it together from a bunch of different sources? Is it your own recipe? Where'd you get the uh, the combination of the way that you cook it, 
the herbs and spices that you use and so on like where's the technique come from so my colleague like my business partner simona before like to start like while we were still in the project phase he went in italy for three months and he learned like he was working as a like a help chef or like in the kitchen in this kind of restaurant in italy so he took nice lessons so we took a base of a season and like we adapted like we did so many trials we changed it like percentages of spices like i'm telling you about like there are more than 12 uh, mm. spices in mm-hmm. the seasoning of our cockerel so you ate a lot of chicken while you were making a perfect oh yeah <laughs> we did we did <laughs> oh my god like, i'm expecting wings soon <laughs> The thing that makes this different than, say, eating just chicken, hen, uh, is that it all tastes like dark meat. Even the breast tastes like dark meat, which, you know, chefs chefs don't like chicken breast. They're like, it's, it's dry and it does this. It's so it's difficult to work with. Whereas the way that you prepare it, the whole thing has that succulent dark meat kind of flavor. My colleague, Simona, which is our chef here, like main chef at Kohotek, you would say like it's everything thanks about our uh, smoking and slow cooking method Mm -hmm. that we have because like he's keeping like all the uh, liquid that we have and like in the right percentage inside so like it's not drying up Mm -hmm. too much the perfect Mm -hmm. amount of percentage of liquid inside and then like is this kind of breed uh, just like a small brackets uh, we are talking about almost 400 grams of meat. So it's like the cocker is like supposed to be for one person, like like a meal, a full meal for one person. It's not a big chicken. Chicken like usually is like the one you find in other grill place or like supermarkets, one kilo and a half. The chicken is like half price of one cockerel. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the purchase price, you mm-hmm. know, like from mm-hmm. pharma. And this is like because of the quality of the meat mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And like... As I said before, all the feed and like the food process that they are giving to the cockerels. And I would say I would add because like since I'm talking about the best farm in Italy, which is like in Lombardia, is like in between the mountains. Mm. And uh, these these cockerels like are breeded on the ground and mm. like open spaces. Mm-hmm. So that makes the difference. Happy chickens make happy meals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before to get the cockerel in the plate, there is like a, a long preparation that the seasoning that is taking like a lot of hours, mostly around 70 hours of seasoning because like all the season, like all those spices, they have to go through the meat. Mm-hmm. Then there is like the process of smoking mm-hmm. and the process of cooking. Plus in the barbecue and, and spicy version, like there is the dressing or the glaze. Did you know that you wanted to start such a restaurant? Is that why he was working in that place and learning those techniques and, and that style of cooking? Or was it just, I love cooking and this is what they cook? It's like, how did that, what was the genesis of it? How did it develop? Our third uh, business partner is like still from Brescia, Fabio. It's like more than 15 years he's living here in Prague. Uh, Simo and I is just about like four or five years and he had like in in his mind 
to open a restaurant but and like his first thought it was about the cockerel because like oh. all the time he was like he was here for business trip or like uh, living here it was missing the cockerel because in Brescia there are more than in our cities and also in other cities like in like originally is from Venice mm-hmm. so it was missing the cockerel so it was like oh like we should we should bring it here to Prague <laughs> and then like when first realized is approach with this idea Simo and I like we said yeah of course Simo, Simone for example didn't know at all what it was so he had to go to Italy to try it So you said you've been here uh, four or five years. Fabio's been here longer. I mean, you're Italian. Italians love two things. We all know Italians love two, well, talking with their hands, obviously, but they love warm weather and they love food. Oh, and the sea. So let's go to the Czech Republic. No sea, quite cold in the winter, and the food is, I like it, but it's heavy. Why'd you come here? Well, uh, I came here firstly because, like, work. I studied reconstruction, which, like, actually, <laughs> even in Kohoutek, helped a lot because of the whole uh, interior and space, because, like, we started from scratch. And for, like, a couple of years, so I was involved in reconstruction because I got a offer. I've been in Prague the first time when I was 17. So, like, I really loved the city. And I was like, oh, I, I should come back soon <laughs> to Prague. And that's why uh, I got a like a war, uh, job offer that I accepted you could tell me like you are crazy like why did you come here mm. because for almost a year I was living in Madagascar so yeah the the weather is <laughs> is a little bit different and also the culture and uh, yeah. people here but yeah everything everything perfect so you've been working on this Kohotek project for uh, a while before you opened how did you find the space here in Vinohrady? And how do you like the neighborhood? Is the neighborhood a good fit? Are you thinking, gosh, I wish we'd been someplace else? Or is this really, this is the right place for us? We've been lucky because Fabio, our partner, uh, is involved in real estate here. We were thinking about where to open the first Kohotek. Mm. Every, all the area here in Prague, they are completely different between each other. And Vinorad is like a beautiful residential area mm. and is one of the most international ones. So the, the option was like city center, so tourism or Vinoradi residential. Since like it's the first of everything, of our experience of Cockerel in Prague, the sale concept, because like in the bistro, like we are selling also like what we like, mm-hmm. for example, chairs, art, motorbikes, accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to first try in something like easier for us. And this space, it was already available. So like we said, okay, let's go for it. What was this space before? I can't remember. Wasn't it like a weird Chinese restaurant or something? Or what was it? Actually, for 10 years, it was empty. When huh? when we came in, it was not even the floor. It was like just like four rooms without any system, any electricity, anything. Just mice. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think like 15 years ago, it was uh, for, for, a, for a while, it was a bazaar. Mm. And before that, 
it was a like a sclad like a warehouse for mm-hmm. some other activity so yeah like uh, we managed to do everything like we in one year like actually with problems and the current period it took like almost a year so you kind of like you have your traditional recipe version and then you have a kind of a barbecue version and then you have a third version and like are you gonna do like specials like hey we're doing a Christmas version or we're doing a Valentine's Day version you know or like is there is there other stuff in there or you're like look we're making it simple this is what we make if you like it cool if you don't go someplace else <laughs> now we are we are thinking like sometimes for example we are we are doing like really good onion rings mm-hmm. and you know like for uh, onion rings in tempura we are doing a lot of tempura which mm. is like really good because like we are using czech traditional beer mm. and sometimes we are saying like, can you imagine like uh, the kohoutek like cockerel with tempura like with the with the czech beer tempura Ooh. so sometimes like we have in mind like these uh, like uh, experimental things and but we are not ready yet to do it because like we are increasing and like improving like our recipe and like our cooking method like all the time so uh still not like special version of the cockerel but it will be it will be uh, and then you have these other products. You said you you're kind of like, hey, we like we like A, B, C, and D. We like these other things. So you thought, yeah, we're gonna sell this food and this other stuff. How did that come about? Was that always the plan, or did that just come about uh, sort of naturally? It's something that uh, we said, okay, like we we have to create our own space how we like it. Uh, since we are buying everything new, and probably. If if the business like is growing, we will need to buy more things. Why not like finding the right companies and co- collaborators in order like to have something in the stock? And if like someone like we want to give like the experience 360 degrees to our clients, like if someone likes something, why not like purchase it? So it's almost like you're creating a little sort of uh, Italian cultural embassy here you know like uh, do you think that uh, an italian would walk in here and go oh my god i i'm i feel so at home <laughs> yes or no because uh, not everything we have uh, and we are selling is uh, italian mm. like for example the art that we are selling for example we will be changing like soon uh, the um, portrait and stuff but uh, she's Bulgarian. <laughs> ah. The motorbikes, uh, they, are, uh, they are Japanese assembled in China, for example. <laughs> the jackets, they are from US, uh, like we are selling also access- accessorized for motorbikes. Mm-hmm. So helmets, they are fran- they're from French or Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, jackets from US uh, and Asia. So different things, you know. The cockerel must be the excuse to enter in the space. <laughs> right. And like, if you like something, you can bring it away with you. <laughs> now, I don't know because I'm not a business owner. You know, I'm a freelancer, so I have a freelancer's license. The Czech Republic and Prague in particular seems to me to be quite business friendly. Has that been your experience or has the Kafka-esque bureaucratic paperwork nearly killed you? Or is it a combination of the two? Since I'm coming from Italy, I would say easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Italy is still based on the Roman Empire. I just remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So here, like, bureaucracy was uh, pretty easy, like, to handle Mm -hmm. and go through Mm -hmm. and really happy about it. I would say, like, completely different for the reconstruction world. Mm. 
I would say that it was a tough experience, <laughs> first of all. I think like here in Prague, I, I don't know if you have the same feeling, but everyone here is an IT <laughs> and there is like no manpower. Uh, so that's like the cons- like consequence is uh, like from our experience, you have two different kind of company. Like one company like is the one, okay, I take the job and it is what it is. So like mostly is, is gonna be like problems to solve because of calculation I did it correctly, because of rush, because of inexperienced because of people working because mm-hmm. like there are no workers i just say yeah, that yeah. otherwise like on the other side you have companies that they are really professional but they are so busy mm, so busy that they'll right. say like okay to do the reconstruction you have to wait 50 years you guys did something quite interesting obviously the uh, covid 19 hit everywhere in uh, really March of 2020. You guys opened in April this year, 2021. So you've opened your pandemic baby. You opened up during the pandemic, doing reconstruction work all during that lockdown period and everything else. I can't imagine it didn't add complications. It was it was a challenge. It's, it's been a challenge because uh, for two months, we were just delivering. We were not open to the public. Mm. And with all the COVID restriction, the fear because of spreading the virus and like cleaning, like the sacrifice was double because like the hours of work was more, the mm-hmm. income of people was less. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like you are losing your hope, especially like after one year like of works to mm-hmm. set up the machine and then like this machine cannot run because of the condition. Mm-hmm. So it's been a real challenge. And like, I think like the, the heaviest thing is like having like one, uh, one COVID test like per day, you know, like I'm losing <laughs> my brain. My nose hurts. <laughs> that, that's how it is. I know you're on Volt. That's how I, this is my first time being in the actual physical space, but uh, I've had the food from here uh, multiple times using the Volt delivery service, which for people that don't know is a food delivery service that originates in Scandinavia, but is uh, spreading quite rapidly and is very quickly put most of the other similar businesses out of uh, out of business. Uber Eats tried to start up here and they just, during lockdown, they couldn't compete with our homegrown Dami Yidlo. And Volt, which has honestly fantastic service, uh, but they charge a hefty fee for it. How has that been to work with? Are they are they responsive? Are they helpful? I think the this bus- this kind of business like delivery platform that like it pop up especially like thanks to COVID, let's say, yeah, is a good way to do marketing. Um, so like he has a lot of positive things actually because. Um, for uh, new businesses that they don't have possibility like financial possibility or like organization possibility organizing possibility like to deliver their proper food like they can easily use this app like Walt or Damidlo and it works it works pretty well both of them they they are slightly different and one is a little bit more international and the other one a little bit more traditional yeah yeah uh, the only thing is, yeah, about the commission. That's like the main point uh, that they are taking from the restaurant. They are, they are a lot, and uh, not always like is clear how how much they are taking from you. So like, mm-hmm. also the word that you have to spend, like to check all the things, the payment is a lot of stuff. But at the same time, is uh, right now it's good to have it. But we are already thinking to have our own delivery. 
I didn't walk past one day and go, Cahotec, what's that? But I found out about your place on Vault because I was scrolling through going, hmm, what, uh, what to eat? Oh, what's this? Oh, that sounds interesting. Let's try it. In this kind of case, marketing helps a lot, especially like in this current period that everyone is a bit lazy, let's say, <laughs> and everyone enjoys more staying home. Mm. Not everyone because, you know, also smart working and like home office uh, is for someone can be heavy, but everyone's moving when you see a new restaurant, not like through your emotion because you're passing by, but like behind the screen, you know? Everyone's looking about reviews or like the picture, mm. how it mm. looks like. So let's say the old way is abandoned and like the new way is like through social media, website, and also this platform for the delivery. It's mm. like really mm. important. We know all about like our human history, you know, like really big facts. They always change the way how to live and like the um, society and like culture as well, like, you know, in decades. <laughs> about like small businesses uh, is, I think is difficult to say how it, like how it can change because we are still there. We are still like in between this. It's more about like when we will go out if things like they're going back a little bit to the normal or they will completely different way how to eat, the way how to, I don't know, how to dress, how <laughs> to drive, how to buy mm. or how to travel, you know, like everything's gonna change, but it's something like, you know, we are still in the, the middle of this, so we will figure it out later. You're pretty modern already, just the physical location. You've got digital menus up using digital signage, and you've got these kind of like this touchscreen ordering system, like what I know McDonald's just put these in, etc. Was that always the plan, or was that necessitated by the restrictions uh, and worries about COVID? I would say that it, is, it was already in the plan, mostly, because uh, we want to create something uh, that in after like the opening and the with the time, uh, it's gonna help Kohotek mm. to run itself. So the uh, automatic cash desk uh, at the entrance like helps us like as staff to take the order and like make faster everything like being prepared and like on this, the other side, the customer, because like the, 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 the first obstacle is the first time, like the first time ever coming because you're saying like, I, I, I don't understand this. I, why, why should I, I, I put effort in something that I'm, I'm going to eat, you know? Yeah. But this, like when um, we are teaching and like we are explaining how it works the second time, like, you, like our customer, they understand that they are saving time, mm -hmm. first of all, because mm -hmm. Um, we are not expecting uh, to be a fast food and we are not a fast food. We are always there to be ready like to do service and but like just with the kiosk we are getting a little help and the customer too. And so when I walk in and immediately right there there are those touch screens, is that just for takeout or can I also use it to dine in the space? You have the multiple choice. You can you can eat in, so you just have like to digit the number of like the place card, the 3D play, place card we did like by ourselves, like to optimize a little bit time and things. Select like the items you would like to eat. You can either like pay by cash or by card. 
sit, be served, or like serve yourself at the bar. It's up to you. Like everything, like is mm. you have like multiple option. Otherwise, like you taking away. Like in all the challenge, it's been also like the kiosk because like we we had like to join and like to collect different company to do those kiosks because like we imported them from abroad. The the hardware and the software was made here in Czech Republic. So like mm. we had like to be the colant and like the 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 glue with these two parties and all the other technologies that we are using for example the beer system i don't know if derek you saw it like is this automatic american bottoms up like he's drafting ah. from the bottom so like you can do multiple beer at the time at the same time or like our oven where where we are like uh cooking and smoking our cockerels is a special product like it's from us So just like with all the stuff that you're offering, it really is, even though the, the, the eye of the hurricane is this very traditional Italian food item, food dish, it's really an international effort, really. And it seems like your staff is also quite international. Our food is is based on Italian recipe, but they can be quite international because of meat, because of barbecue, because of grilling, because of smoking. And our staff too, like, I think we are 20, 30% Italians mm. and all like uh, the other part, like rest of the group is, we are from Latvia, US, uh, Czech Republic, uh, China, we are international. So we are speaking sometimes like, you know, like with all the mix, the mix of these languages is coming out Esperanto. Like at the moment, the, the strongest method we have to communicate is the gesture. So how's your, uh, how's your check coming along? Takže, dobri, dobri. V uspodia nebo restauraci je fakt dobri. Ale jako když Potřebuju mluvit spolu jak i lidi pro nemodnice anebo nějaký další věc, pro mě je trošku těžký, ale pro rekonstrukce a restauraci je, je dobrý, no, sociálně můžu, můžu říkat, je, je fajn, fajn, acceptable. That's what Czech sounds like when spoken by an Italian. With Italian accent, ti vole. <laughs> ti vole. <laughs> ti vole, <laughs> Prosím, ještě right. jeden pivo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So uh, what percentage of the business that you're doing now uh, would you say is um, delivery and takeout and what percentage is people actually eating in the space? So I would say 50-50. We are there like week more, week less, but Mm -hmm. we have people coming uh, like (laughs) it's like still... uh, Still difficult to say because like we are, as you said, quite new and we don't have any story behind. So sometimes like we are expecting, okay, like it's Friday, Thursday evening and Saturday, let's prepare everything. And then we are working more like in the lunch, like during the lunch, right. you know, and like right. basically in the lunch, we are just free people and like we are dying because running as <laughs> as much as we can. So what does success look like for you? Uh, you're approaching your one year anniversary. Uh, is it that you're just uh, you're getting by? Is it that you're um, running out of product each day? Is the ultimate goal to open up additional places? If so, would they be the same thing? Would they be something different? What what does what's the long term plan? We would like through Kota to get the satisfaction of reaching like the the ceiling of the the quality, the top quality of the products, mm-hmm. and uh, to have a product that like is always the the the, the same and 
like tasty and this is, that is not gonna change uh, is uh, more than like I, I give an example as I said before 30 years that in Italy like everyone loves cockerel and like they are eating cockerel and, like we would do the same here like mm. first for us mm. first like for our team and and for everyone else so like like we also say like uh, in a lot of uh, posts and uh, like uh, hashtag in Kohotek we trust uh, <laughs> because like we think Kohotek can gives a lot of possibility to everyone like uh, no matter what like if you are a customer or like you are working with Kohotek you know right now I think we can safely say you are the best Italian style cockerel in Prague because you're the only Italian-style cockerel in Prague. Do you think that there's going to be like a, a run on this? Do you think some people are going to go, damn, that's a great idea, and start copying you? That's a good question. <laughs> like, we think that, like, good ideas must be copied. But there is, like, on the other side, we did, like, we went through all of this tough project because, like, we, we want to be the only one forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we like the old uh, I I bet on like people doing all of all of what we went through because like it's been like a unique experience mm. and that's why also because like of the automatic cash desk or like the beer system like something that like is not so easy to reach mm. I'm, I don't want to say that I'm not expecting someone to do the same because like it's, it's something that it can happen as you said yeah when like a product or like a thing is valid, you're doing is like in the human process. Mm. At the same time, like I think like we did something difficult to reply and we also did what we did because like we would like in a near future, let's say, to give the possibility to people to have access like also in different Kohoutek. The truth of the matter is, I had never heard of Italian cockerel before, and then these guys opened up Cohotec on Sleska Street, number 49, in Vinohrady, Prague 2, and I tried it, and, and then I tried it again, and again, and again, because it's really, really excellent. And now that I've seen the actual space, it's, uh, it's a pretty unique, forward-thinking, forward-looking kind of an eatery. Uh, here in the capital city of Prague, which, despite the fact that it's a thousand years old, is also surprisingly forward-thinking. So I'm going to urge you to just try it, because uh, I think you'll probably like it. So I've been speaking with Gianluca Pini, the co-owner of Cahotec. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Uh, super interesting stuff, and, and I wish you all the success uh, in Prague. We say thank you to you, Derek. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, you can subscribe or donate via our Buy Me a Coffee page. Check the episode notes for links to Kohotek and other things that we talked about here. And, of course, you can see some delicious imagery in the video version on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prague Times. If you liked this episode, be sure to like it or share it and tell your friends. Check us out on all of our social media platforms for extra goodies as well. Until next time, this has been Prague Times. <laughs> <laughs>